faithful Union Soccer Podcast. Let's go. Of course, it's Sean Brace and Joe Tanzi, USP. We told you we were going to be in your face a hell of a lot more this year. We plan on doing that uh, from a couple different angles. But Joe, I, I'm starting. I told you last month I was getting the itch. And now that I'm seeing these practice videos and these scrimmages, and I don't really care too much about the score. I just, you know, the only thing I do care about is the fact that everybody comes back home healthy, and clearly that's not happening right now. <laughs> we'll talk about that. But I am starting to get the itch a hell of a lot more. I can't wait for this season. Uh, I think you and I have been accused of, of uh, in a good way, I use accused in, in, a, in a good form here, uh, of being the positive ones. Um, I think we have to be the positive ones right now because uh, it's not looking good. Um, man, the, the, the formation they throw. So, for full disclosure, we're recording this at like 2 p.m. on uh, Wednesday. I think that's what day it is. The formation night. made me stop in my tracks, too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that, that is an actual thing that happened. Um, look, I, I can't. I'm not going to sit here and and live tweet or even pretend to uh, care that much about a preseason game that I can't watch. Um, I'm not going to be able to draw any conclusions about any players from uh, a team live blog uh, that is probably run by a staffer that has about 10,000 responsibilities in Clearwater right now. <laughs> Uh, I, shout out Amanda look, Curtis. What? <laughs> yeah, shout out, shout out the entire comms team. I'm, I'm sure Greg's got like ten different cameras yeah. in his hand. And he's probably typing with like octopus tentacles to, <laughs> to keep up with everything down there. Um, but yeah, look, the good news is, I'll, I'll phrase it this way: the closed door scrimmage. It sounds like media is going to be let in, so we can have a, a, a glance at this team and, and who's out there and who's healthy. So uh, that's a plus. So that's next Wednesday. So from what I'm hearing, uh, at least we'll have some eyes on it. Um, you know, that's a, that's a plus because we, we don't know. We don't know. And that's, that's the, the frustrating part about MLS preseason is they play at these venues that are equipped for uh, high school and, and youth games, for the most part, they don't have the bandwidth to stream. And if the stream is there, it's, it's really crappy. And you can't really get a view of what these players are doing. So it, it, um, free season results, uh, you can read into them a lot. Uh, you can render them meaningless. I go closer to meaningless just because, from, from my standpoint, I can't see what's happening. Two, two of the three games. Two of the three games in Florida. I have no idea what actually happened, other than final score and who was on the field, and yep. what Jim Curtin and what Jim Curtin tells us days after. But yep. it's not looking good. It's not looking good. <laughs> I, I'm I, I'm going to break the positivity. Uh, the injuries have me very concerned. Yeah. And it's unfortunate that we're going to start there because there is some new signings, some new rumors. Let's put it that way. And and of course, you can go ahead and break the or you know fill us in on on what you know and what you've learned and what you're reading. But let's start with the injuries. And of course, these are extremely important because coming up on April seventh, the Philadelphia <laughs> Union have a pretty big game you know, in the Champions League, and and, and we all want to see the. We all want to see them do well in this stretch in that two games. And to be honest with you, when you're talking about 
you know, some of the players that are that are hurting right now, from Corey Burke to Casper Shabilko to Sergio Santos, Jose Martinez. I, I, I don't, I don't know, I, I don't know who's going to be playing in those games. Yeah, I don't even know who's going to be traveling to the first games. Like that, that's a legitimate concern at this point. So the, the current situation is um, Jack DeVries is the only 100% healthy forward. Um, that's not good news for a player of his experience going into CONCACAF Champions League. Corey Burke uh, hasn't been able to get the field because of a groin issue. Casper Shabilko had back spasms and missed the friendly on Wednesday. And uh, Sergio Santos, I think they said it's his big toe. It's whatever. It's a toe injury, which I can imagine is incredibly painful. Um, he's still a few weeks away. And then, and the good news, I guess, if we're talking about the injuries, is Jose Martinez is uh, only out one to two weeks. But man, that. I mean, we're going to see Jack Elliott and Ali Bedoya in a double pivot in Costa Rica and, and hope for the best. And that's um, it's not bad. It, it, you're basically going to try and hope and pray that you can get 90 minutes in Costa Rica uh, without conceding multiple goals. It is, is what the situation, the reality is. Um, maybe you steal an away goal, but you are banking on trying to hold – an experienced team to two goals or fewer. And I don't know if it's that big of an ask for the defense, but, man, uh, there's going to be a big blue bus parked on that side of the field on April 7th. Uh, It's not going to be pretty. They're going to have to junk it up and cock a calf. It's so, so good. Uh, that it, it hurts the soul to watch. Uh, and I'm okay with that because uh, they should really have eyes on the 14th and and finishing off the leg at home uh, and just hoping, hoping, hoping uh, you get some bodies back because uh, I don't know if, if two weeks from now uh, I can say it's going to be a, a, a better situation. All right, Joe. Well, from there... Let's go ahead and examine each one. You already talked about Jose Martinez. What's the latest with Casper Shabilko? Yeah, uh, there's no timeline on Casper, but he was held out with, with the back spasms. Uh, my guess is because he, I believe he's played in, in preseason that he's probably uh, the least injured of the three forwards that are, that are hurt right now. Um, but again, you know, we haven't seen these guys in person. Training is. Uh, you know, we're still not at training, and, and we can't see these guys day to day. So, again, this is based off what we, we've heard and what we've seen from Florida. So uh, it sounds like he's the least injured of the three. Okay. Corey Burke. Uh, according to Jim Curtin, hasn't practiced. Groin injury. Groin injury uh, it was mentioned as a, it was a precautionary thing last week. Uh, it has not gotten any better, apparently. So yeah, he's he's on the shelf, and um, based off of what I'm hearing, you know, what we've, what we've heard in the press conferences, uh, I would think maybe he's 30 minutes for CCL. Uh, that could change in a few weeks. Maybe they're just being super cautious with him. But uh, when you hear that he hasn't really trained much and, and he's got a groin issue, 
uh, that doesn't exactly inspire confidence. Nope, not at all. That's a nasty injury, and it's no, well, none of these injuries are good, and and because I immediately go to surgery, Sergio, and you just talked about mm-hmm. him, but um, or, or excuse me, we did not bring him up. So, what's the latest with Sergio? What's going on there? So with Sergio Santos, I think we're at a running tally between injuries, hairstyles, and goals, uh, and it's a pretty dead. It's a pretty dead heat at this point. Uh, maybe goals have like a slight edge, but I think hairstyles and injuries are, are getting closer. Um, yeah, to lose him for for three to four weeks is tough because uh, he has the pace that Shabilko and Burke don't have. So that that would have been tremendous to have him on the counter looking for an away goal in Costa Rica and just going at a breakneck pace for 60 minutes and, and trying to get something. So I think uh, he's probably the biggest loss of three, if we're being honest, because he could be that game changer to get you an away goal in Champions League. And, uh, man, it's it's going to be tough. Uh, there's no other way around it at this point. Yeah, it's... Not what we want to see, but um, all right, from the bad to the good, what's the latest with some of these new guys that we're hearing possibly could be suiting up for the Philadelphia Union, and are you hearing anything as far as maybe that's not being reported, but with what you are hearing as far as some of these new uh, new players that uh, Ernst is going after, what do we got? Yeah, yeah, well, one of the new guys is stuck in Poland. <laughs> you can't make this preseason up. Uh, Stuart Finley is still stuck in Europe, uh, working on the, the visa process, trying to get that uh, figured out. Jim Curtin said yesterday he's stuck in Poland, trying to you know do the the application process there. And, and man, what a nightmare that has been. Uh, so I think you know he hasn't been in at all in preseason. Uh, the COVID obviously slowed the visa process down, so he's. Uh, I mean, who knows when he's going to be on the field at this point because uh, he's coming off a, a little bit of an ankle knock. Uh, man, I, there's just uh, a lot of things not going in his way right now. Thank goodness uh, Glessness and Elliot are there. But, man, it's uh, that one's going to be tough. I, I, you don't know when he's going to come in. Um, so, yeah, who knows? The good news is this, um, the report about Leon Flack uh, the defensive midfielder from St. Pauli. Obviously, Jim Curtin's not going to comment on it until it's official, and I doubt they make it official today because they had a game today. Uh, but he's got an American passport. He's a dual citizen. So uh, <laughs> he can at least come over right away. But, yeah, uh, we're still waiting on Finley, unfortunately, and I don't know how much the, the flak signing helps um, unless – Jose Martinez is out for a prolonged period of time. Uh, but other than that, uh, I feel like this is a more of a depth signing than anything. All right. Well, first of all, I need to get a St. Pauli jersey because that just I, I I feel like that would be a, a pretty cool logo. I don't know. I gotta I gotta look it up. I don't remember the St. Pauli you, logo. So you are. So I know you're like a, a newer uh, soccer fan. Sure. So I would recommend. Like looking up, I think there was a, a documentary um, uh, of some sort done on St. Pauli and like the the culture behind the club. Oh, yeah, I'm looking at uh, images right now. Good grief, that those fans yeah. are insane. Yeah, it, it, 
Yeah, I think it was it's from a few years ago, but but yeah, I would uh, I would recommend watching that. It, that a lot of people um, had some th- said had things to say about good things to say about that. So that that's an uh, interesting one. I mean, they've been in the the lower tier for a while now. I believe I actually believe Fafa Pico played there at some point. Really? In in his journey across Europe, yeah, he had a few different stops before he came back to MLS. Yeah, he play, actually played at St. Pauli before he came to the, the Union. Believe it or not. Well, they uh, so, they do it right. I mean, it it, it yeah. does look like a, a level below the wall uh, from from uh, Dortmund, obviously. But man, there's some just rowdy pictures here. Really cool. And uh, who doesn't love St. Pauli girl? No, that's beer. I'm sorry. Whole different story. My bad. Um, all right, let's keep it moving, Joe, because that was a terrible joke. One, two. Um, <laughs> as far as the schedule is concerned, what are we looking at? I was there a rumor that I see on my timeline this morning that we might see an MLS schedule coming out today? Yeah, so knowing us, that the schedule's probably going to get released in like an hour after we're done um, because MLS likes to do this thing where, uh, you know, let's release the schedule at 3, 4 o'clock in the afternoon to really generate buzz before everybody goes home and eats dinner. Um hmm. Yeah, so if, if it happens, I, w- I would assume it happens at 3, 4 o'clock. And uh, I'm sure you and I can break it down in depth, uh, overreact, all that fun uh, kind of fun stuff that, that we like to do when schedules come out. Um, you know, complain about yeah, how many games and how many days. Um, look, to put it pretty simply, it ain't going to be an easy schedule for anybody. Yeah, we're starting. We're starting a month later than usual. Uh, there's so much congestion now on the world soccer calendar. Uh, it, it's crazy. I mean, you have. Uh, I'm gonna forget about ten things that are going. On. I would assume there's a Gold Cup this year. Uh, you're gonna have World Cup qualifying really ramp up in September. You're gonna have Euros. Uh, everybody's gonna be doing some type of qualifying because. World Cups, you know, 18 months away. So it's just going to be hectic. You need depth. It's it's going to be a really fast pace. Um, You know, you're going to have Champions League on top of that. Um, I'm really interested interested to see how everything is scheduled and laid out. I can't imagine there's going to be a lot of off time for these guys. So I guess in, in you know in hindsight the extra the month and a half uh, extra that they got off uh, is probably going to do their bodies well because uh, I could imagine in about at about June or July probably maybe even later than that maybe August uh, we're going to be talking to these guys and they're just going to be dead tired I can see it coming from a mile away uh, no matter how great of shape these guys are in uh, <laughs> if they have like two single-game weeks in a row, uh, once a month, I would be stunned at this point with, with the amount of congestion there is. Well, I know we're all excited, no matter who takes the pitch for the Union coming up here in the uh, uh, Champions League. But uh, that, that they have enough players to take the pitch. <laughs> well, I think Jim's <laughs> probably got about 45 minutes left in his legs, so there's at all, least a center back. He's got some eligibility left. He can play. You know. By the, uh, by the way, speaking of Albright, real quick, did you see that story on ESPN.com? 
Did not. About about it's about the um, Olympic team in 2000. Okay. That's what Albright was on. I highly recommend reading it. It's just they basically were like a bunch of younger guys. Uh, ben Olsen was on the team, and the first um, I think the first day was in uh, Canberra, Australia, and the hotel was like attached to a casino. <laughs> and some of the some of the quotes in there were like wild. They were just like they came up with like, like their own gambling strategy like, and ended up like making like a ton of money. And like, I think one of the lines was like that they, their parents uh, or families wanted to stay for like an extra week because they made it to the knockout round. So they just said like, hold up, we're going to go play um, roulette real quick. <laughs> and like a little bit of extra money uh, to keep them around. So yeah, it was, it was a wild story. Uh, it was really well done by I think it was Kyle Bonagora who, who did it. I I highly uh, recommend reading it. It was uh it was really funny. There's a lot of humor in, in it to start, and then uh, obviously got more serious towards the end because you know they made it far. But uh, yeah, Chris Albright was in there, so I think Chris maybe has thirty in him. Uh, who know you know Pat Noonan's on staff. Pat played midfield. You know maybe stick him in there on the active roster for a little bit. Uh, I mean, I, I don't know what we're doing with in terms of like COVID testing and and, and protocols. So I don't think we can pull fans off the field, off the uh, stands until the second leg. But uh, but yeah, it's it's going to be tough, and uh, I, I don't want to oversell any expectations at this point about about Champions League. Yeah, this is pretty cool. Uh, I'm going to have to read this article. I just pulled it up. U.S. Men's 2000 Olympic medal round. Run an improbable adventure told by those who lived it. Uh, this, is, this is pretty cool. Definitely, I appreciate you recommending that uh, that post. I'm gonna have to uh, do some digging on this and, and read up a little bit because obviously I don't even know what that'll happen with this team under 23. Yeah, that, well, that's that's the Olympia, yeah, the the men's tournament. That's right. Yeah, under 23. Yeah, so yeah, maybe uh, maybe we'll have to bug Chris to, to come on and. And maybe expand on some of those stories. Well, what I, w- what I will tell the people is this. As you and I have said in the previous two episodes, you're going to get a lot more USP this, um, this season. And uh, what I will tell everybody is that uh, from behind the scenes, uh, the conversations are being had with the Gambler and the Philadelphia Union to be the flagship station again this season. Um, I told you that those conversations were going on all throughout the course of the offseason. It's a fast offseason. We got our fingers crossed, but those things are uh, above my pay grade, as they say. So uh, the, the the powers that be are working, and they know how passionate we are and, and what we brought to the table last year, and we're only trying to do bigger and better things this year, including, I, I mean, I, I just want to... I want to do a live show right from outside the gate, you know, uh, a live post game and and hope to God that they win that game. But even if they don't, it's still going to be a, it's going to be a great show. You can, you can, you can ask our, our friend Mac and Dazic this. I did a story on the 18 Open Cup. I tell this all the time. Uh, I went and did a, a whole story uh, on that the final in Houston from a fan's perspective. I interviewed um, at least four or five probably people that are listening to this podcast. Um, they ran out a huge barbecue joint across from BBVA, BBVA, BBVA Compass Stadium, which is right next to where the you know the Astros play. Jay Sugarman showed up. It was like the first time that like 
at least in my experience covering the team, that, that fans were interacting in a positive manner with Jay Sugarman. Uh, everybody was in such a, a great mood. And then... <laughs> then uh, the game happened. The game the game happened, yeah. yeah. Um, and I had to go back up, and I, I promised Matt I would go back up in the stands and, and, and talk with him around like the 80th minute to complete the story. And I've never felt more deflated from my perspective, trying to find a way to talk to people about something because literally every person in that section that was still there uh, was speechless. I, I, there's no, that was the only really way to describe it. So that, that's, that's been my luck with, with post-game stuff. So hopefully, uh, hopefully you bring better vibes to it because it, I can't get any lower than that. Well, I do know this much. This team continues to improve, in my opinion, every single off season, and and Ernst we trust, and that's what it comes down to. So uh, hopefully you're we're gonna need a lot of, you're gonna need a lot of trust. trust yeah, right now. yeah, that's it. We'll see. Well, he's earned that trust, but uh, yeah. Hopefully, hopefully these injuries could calm down a little bit down there in Florida. I know they're on their way back here soon, right? They got to be coming back up north pretty soon here. I believe they're coming back. I wouldn't be. I think it's today uh, or tomorrow. That's funny. Yeah, because I thought it was ten it was days. Their, yeah, that they yeah, were. It was for. their last. Um, I think yesterday was their last training in Florida. Yeah, they're coming back up here. The closed door scrimmage is next Wednesday against DC. Um, they are streaming it. Dave Leno and Jenny Higginbotham are going to be on the call. So that, I mean, that that's going to be a, a shocking experience. Uh, a preseason game with announcers. I don't think we can ever go back after that. Well, uh, they're getting they're getting some reps there, and I like that. Gonna, That's great. We're, we're gonna have to fly. We're gonna have to fly Dave down to IMG Academy every spring now. So we. <laughs> God, I can't wait to hear Dave on a call. I miss hearing Dave on a damn call. Danny's gonna be cool this year. This is. Oh man, I'm telling you, I'm getting more and more excited every time I start thinking about this upcoming year. It's it's happening. It's happening. We're making that transition and from like, oh my God, it's going to be a long season, a long summer, into let's go, let's get after it. So uh, hopefully Glessness can grace us with a nice goal like he did to start off last year, and then we don't have to take a pause for the pandemic. We could just go ahead and hit the ground running. Joe, here's the deal. I want to come back later this week, if we can, Friday or Saturday, talk more about the schedule if we get that. I'd love to go down and uh, do it like every Eagle fan does when they call it in sports talk radio that's a win that's a loss we're gonna do that here okay uh so i want to give the people that we will do that brand new union soccer podcast though today getting everybody caught up anything else you want to add my friend before we get out of here uh don't overreact to anything that happens in a preseason game even though paxton aronson did score so uh we got that going for us <laughs> at least uh Paxton scored a goal because I don't I don't think they've scored any other goals in preseason. Uh, yeah, I'll let you be the positive one and, and send us out because if I if I keep going, I'm gonna well I'll, I'm, he, not, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna inspire hope in, in the fan base. Here's here's where we'll end the show. Uh, two years ago, two seasons ago, Jim Curtin joined us at Yards, and during a wonderful podcast that we filmed uh, with the Sons of Ben and everything, it was a great time. And it was at that time that Jim Curtin looked me in the eye and said, you think Brendan's good? Wait till you see Paxton. So we'll end on a positive note with that. Kid scored a goal today. That's incredible. He looks like he's 12. I don't care. As long as he's got the skills and it looks like he does, I'm excited to see what he could bring to the team uh, this upcoming year. And, and obviously... 
for years to come. But Joe, excellent stuff, keeping us up to date on all things Union Soccer, fast approaching regular season, Champions League. Let's go. Let's get after it. Uh, We will be back to talk about the schedule whenever that comes out. We appreciate you listening. Once again, Joe Tanzi, Sean Brace, Union Soccer Podcast.